this is Charlie O'Shields, and welcome back to a very special episode of Sketching Stuff. What makes it so special? Well, first, it's episode number 10, which feels like a nice round number and a bit of a milestone. And second, this one features stories primarily about sketching and art. I've been sketching and writing from the moment I first began, and for some, this seems either perfectly crazy or an enviable and impossible level of commitment and dedication. I'm here to tell you it's actually a bit of both, and it's enriched my life in so many ways. My goal in all of this is to inspire others to create anything at all and do it on a regular basis. So if you're not a sketcher, no worries. Simply think of whatever creative endeavor you've been dreaming of mastering. The approach and ideas are very much the same. This is my story, but I hope you'll find ways to apply it to your own creative life as I've done, sketching all the way. Welcome to Sketching Stuff, a collection of stories sketched from life. World Dream Day As it turns out, September 25th is World Dream Day, which invites us to embrace all of our dreams, goals, and aspirations. This made me think back to when I very first started painting and purchased my very first set of boxed watercolors. It made me feel like a real artist, even if the paints were labeled student grade. I would go on to learn about richer colors and pigments, but I've never forgotten that feeling of getting that first set. And I still very much consider myself a student today, but it was truly like a dream in a box. All I had to do was open it, grab that brush, and let those colors come out and play. There's always a lot of discussion on art supplies, but one of the most important sometimes goes unmentioned, and that's passion. It's free, by the way, and doesn't cost a dime. And when you have that in your painting kit and in your life, you've got the most important art supply of all, the one that makes dreams come true. So much has happened since that first day I picked up a paintbrush, which was still just a little over three years ago now. And my dream back then hasn't really changed much today. I just wanted to make some people smile when they saw my art and hopefully evoke some lovely memories and stories along the way. For myself, as well as for the viewers of whatever it was I posted, my dreams have come true in so many ways. Thanks to the internet, I was able to connect with people around the globe who did smile when they saw my art, and better yet, shared their own wonderful stories that it evoked. And for my part, I have faithfully shown up each and every day since the very beginning, painting random things and sharing the random stories and thoughts that come to mind. I started this podcast, Sketching Stuff, telling stories in an audio format, sort of like a cross between a radio play and an audiobook. Something I wouldn't have dreamed could have happened when I opened that little box of paint. It's been an incredible journey, and what's more incredible is that it's still happening right now. I have no intention of stopping, and if nothing else, I hope to provide living proof that we can indeed show up each and every day to pursue our dreams. Never let anything in the world stop you from chasing your passion. It's the thing that makes us feel the most alive and makes us better people to the people who rely on us. I know I'm always being the best person I can be when I'm true to myself and doing what I love most. And sure, I have dreams so large and ridiculous that they will likely never come true, but the very act of dreaming them makes me feel more alive. That feeling of being on the edge of possibility is truly amazing. In many ways, just feeling that fills me with enough hope and wonder to propel me forward. 
In this state, I can at least do something cool, if not the amazingly wild thing I had in my head, like simply showing up to share and write about a little thing I made today. Nothing elaborate, to be sure, but an image of a tiny box of possibility that started me down this journey in the first place. So now I simply want to pause, smile, and reach my hand out to every other person on this planet who will join me in embracing the infinite possibilities that are waiting for us each and every day when we make the choice to embrace World Dream Day. My Little Kitchen Travel Palette As many of you know by now, I'm not really a travel sketcher in that I don't travel particularly often, so yeah, that's most of it. When I first started painting, I got a little travel set imagining all of the places I would like to take it. Then I found out that while I love sketching outdoors, I prefer painting in the quiet and comfort of an interior space. Yet having an entire studio that takes no space at all is still why I love watercolor most. I don't need a studio palette because I don't have a studio, and still paint on the edge of my kitchen counter each day. And since it's a dual purpose space, being able to collapse it all down and set it aside easily is a dream. And when I don't travel physically, my mind is still always taking me on journeys while I paint. I've gone to millions of new places thanks to my little palette, so I guess you could say it is a travel palette after all. Getting new art supplies is always such a treat, and yeah, even talking about them is enabling what can often become an addiction, but it's such a fun one. New things in general are awesome, like a new pair of shoes worn for that very first time, but for me, everything pales in comparison to getting new art supplies. It's like that fresh box of crayons or tub of Play-Doh when I was a kid. I was thrilled then, and I get the same level of giddiness today. It's not really the supplies themselves that thrill me, it's that feeling of staring directly at a thousand possibilities all at once. It transports me to that glorious what-if list that I always like to make in my head, ideas spinning and rumbling around, filling me with electricity. Like unwrapping a new sketchbook and thinking about all of the wonderful things that are going to appear there. Or yeah, some of the not-what-I-really-expected things, but each little sketch is simply another step in the process. I'm thrilled to be on this art journey, and even more thrilled that so many of you are journeying right along with me. Together, we can inspire each other to keep right on painting and sketching each and every day, especially on those days where it seems impossible to do so. It's not always easy to show up each day and make art, but doing so is such an important part of improving and strengthening our skills. And sure, much of the credit goes to the support from my fellow artists combined with the simplicity in the way I approach my work. To this day, I'm still doodle-washing with a happy blend of giddy determination, bits of blind hope, and my little kitchen travel palette. How to Build a Daily Art Habit After starting Doodle Wash back in July 2015, I really wasn't sure where it would take me. I was just incredibly excited about discovering watercolor sketching, like insanely excited, and I wanted to share my newfound love of watercolor sketching with literally everyone I met, and hopefully one day the entire world. 
I'm happy to say that on March 31st, 2018, I reached quite a milestone on this journey of 1,000 consecutive days of watercolor sketching, including an accompanying story each day. Yes, 1,000 days of daily doodle washing, my coin name for watercolor sketching, as well as storytelling or rambles such as they are. I just wanted to take a moment to thank each and every one of you who have encouraged me and cheered me along the way. If you're meeting me for the first time through this podcast, then thanks for encouraging me right now. I also wanted to take a moment to share a bit of what I've learned about watercolor sketching and forming a daily art habit, because if you haven't started a daily painting and or sketching habit, I think you'd really love it, and it's really not as hard as you might think. Watercolor sketching, as most of you know, is simply the act of using watercolor to quickly visualize the world around you. I call it doodle washing because it sounded fun and less stressful, but it's really the same thing. You can use only watercolor or mix it with other media, as I do, but the focus is on quickly creating the illusion of something you see or an idea that's in your mind. I can barely describe in words the way I feel when I discovered watercolor sketching. It made my heart sing. I didn't have to choose between painting, drawing, or making sketches with pen and ink. I could do them all at once and in glorious color. And I didn't have to worry about making a gallery masterpiece on a pristine sheet of paper. I could just play inside my sketchbooks and make whatever came to mind that day. The illustration shown in the cover art is just one of the many stacks of sketchbooks I've accumulated in the last 1,000 days. I thought about stacking them all up, but the sketch wouldn't have fit into a single page of my sketchbook. The book that started it all for me was a little book simply called Watercolor Sketching, an introduction by Paul Lasseau. Well, it really all started with a tree that I sketched and was so excited by it that I signed it. But the next day, I had completed my first little watercolor sketch from that book, followed by others. While this was a wonderful way to begin and build confidence, I was seeing a lot of folks out there calling themselves urban sketchers, and I was intrigued to find out what it was all about. Sherry Blokoff was one of the first urban sketchers I found, and I loved her style. She had just launched her first craftsy class in the previous month, and I was excited to take it. So the following day, I launched into her course and created my very first little landscape. Mine didn't look at all like hers, by the way, but I happily laughed it off and kept right on painting. I then went on to take lots of other classes and helped inform my style, but perhaps more importantly, inspired me to just keep right on painting and sketching. You can see the list of all the classes I've taken on doodlewash.com in my recommended products section. After just a week of trying, failing, and laughing about it, I was inspired to create the Doodle Wash Manifesto, a list of 10 do's with absolutely no don'ts, giving me full permission to keep moving happily forward. It definitely helped me get through the tough times, but though it certainly applies to watercolor painting and sketching, it can really be used for almost anything in life as well. The Do's and Do's of the Doodle Wash Manifesto. One, do create whatever moves you. Two, do learn from the masters, they're super awesome. Three, do laugh when your work doesn't look at all like the masters. Four, do create as much as you can. Five, do focus on the peaceful enjoyment and have fun. Six, do smile when things don't turn out as expected. Seven, Do something new every day. 8. Do support others along the way. 9. Do try the hard stuff before you think you're ready. 
10, do and then do some more. Just keep doodling. As for urban sketching, though urban sketchers often use watercolor, it's not a requirement to become one. You can simply head out with a sketchbook and a pencil or any type of media you like. The key distinction of urban sketching is that it's always done from direct observation, including a bit of context for the scene, to create a true record of time and space. It's incredibly fun and I highly recommend it. My friend Aisha and I decided to give it a try early on, and I discovered that while I love sketching outdoors, I definitely preferred painting indoors. The paint just dried too quickly for the style I wanted to employ, so many of my doodle washes were quickly sketched from life and then later painted. Also, I learned that the subject matter that I wanted to practice or paint most often wasn't always directly in front of me. This was a side effect of my desire to write as well as sketch. I wanted to write about and illustrate my memories and thoughts of childhood, not just what was happening to me right now. So even had I been able to get over my uneasiness with crowds and join a sketch walk, I would have come home with illustrations that didn't fit what I wanted to write about. So what did I do? Well, a little bit of everything, of course. You'll still find urban sketches from me, albeit crop tighter than the usual fare, when it works with the story I want to tell. But not when I'm dreaming of dessert and can't get Philippe to make one for me, so I have to paint those from references or the fantasy of a dessert in my mind. Cue the sad violin music. All of it is watercolor sketching, no matter how it was created, and it's all super fun. Since there wasn't a term to encompass and include all of the different approaches, I coined the term doodle wash to create a space where I could happily include support and promote them, well, every single one of them and more. So try everything and choose to do whatever makes you happiest, even if it turns out to be just a little bit of everything. If you do need a name for that, you're a doodle washer. Be proud. My watercolor sketching happy hour. In order to make sure I was able to show up and sketch and paint something each day, the first step was to get a regular schedule. This is not something that is normal for me as I tend to just fly by the seat of my pants doing whatever comes to mind in the moment. But I knew that if I didn't always have the time available, I would be more likely to skip a day. Then maybe two and soon days would go by without making a sketch. But where was I going to find an hour each day? Well, the weekdays are busy with work, so I had to give up something I enjoyed to pursue something I truly loved and wanted to explore. I would sometimes join friends for happy hour, that time after work where you have a quick little drink and chat before heading home to dinner. I decided to forgo that happy hour and use that time instead to paint each and every day. But I didn't become a hermit, of course, because that would be really creepy. I simply offered to meet my friends for lunch instead and I soon discovered my new happy hour was actually the happiest one of all. Yep, I can still have that glass of wine when I like as well, just not much more or the sketches could start to look really weird. On the weekends, I have a little more flexibility, but I still make sure the plans I make leave me that little hour to sketch and write something each day. And even when the plans don't quite work out, like when I'm traveling and the flight is late, I still make an effort to show up. Once while visiting California, for example, I didn't have time to write a proper post and it was nearing midnight, but I was determined to make a quick 15-minute goldfish before passing out from sheer exhaustion. So rock that stubborn determination within you and just show up and make something, no matter what. Building a daily art habit. 
even when you've found the time and have all the enthusiasm in the world, there's still a bit of work to building a daily art habit. After the first several months of painting daily, I'd crossed over into something that roughly felt like a happy habit. I literally had to show up and gleefully make something each day. I really couldn't stop if I tried. And it even became kind of a fun challenge to make something on those crazy days where it seemed impossible to sneak in a bit of watercolor sketching. But I managed to do it somehow, and it was always so exhilarating. So what I've learned wasn't monumental, so much as a reminder of what my heart already knew. I didn't have to worry about what I made or how it turned out. I didn't have to have a specific goal in mind other than a commitment to showing up to sketch, paint, and practice. I never planned to make a thousand watercolor sketches, it just happened naturally. So basically, I found there's nothing complex in forming a daily art habit, it just takes three little steps. Step one, paint like a kid again and post everything. When I started watercolor sketching, I was just joyfully drawing, painting and splashing puddles about. I would post my test squatches as art and I was so incredibly proud of them. Release your inner child and stop trying to control what happens next. Just sketch and paint and have fun, and when you're done, you'll hear that inner child shouting with glee, put this one on the refrigerator too, mom, it's art. Too many times we worry what we've made isn't good enough to post or share. If you made it with all the joy of your inner child, trust me, it's beautiful, and we all wanna see it, and even better, someone out there is really going to love it. Post it. Step two. Learn what techniques and approaches you love most. Take all the classes from the masters and join all the groups you can, but never feel like you have to conform to just one approach. That, after all, isn't what art is all about. If you love watercolor sketching from life most, then do that. If you love that sometimes, but not all of the time, then do both. Want to sketch first and color later? Go for it. Put on a blindfold and see what crazy thing you'll make? Try it. Seriously, I haven't tried that, but it sounds totally cool, so I think I just might. The great thing about art is that you never have to actually choose a method. In fact, you'll find that it's simply in the process of trying a lot of different methods that one or more likely a combination of several will ultimately choose you. That's when you know you're on a path to finding your personal style. And if you don't choose what you really love most, then you won't want to come back to it each and every day. That's why this step might just be the most important one of all. Step three, make a little hour in every day and sketch. Okay, yes, I said an hour, which doesn't sell quite as well as master watercolor sketching in just 15 minutes a day. But guess what? Though 15 minutes is enough time to make something, it's only the bare minimum. If you only set aside that much time, then it's far more likely that something will conflict with it and you'll lose that 15 minutes entirely and end up sketching nothing at all. But if you have an hour set aside, even if things get crazy, you'll discover, as if by magic, time slows and there's always a tiny bit of time left in the day to paint and sketch. And on those days when you're in the zone, time will seem to stop entirely and it's the most amazing feeling in the world. Watercolor sketching my way into the future. It's not always easy to show up to sketch, paint, and write each day, but each time I do, I feel like my day always gets a little brighter. And the question on my mind, and perhaps of others listening to this, will he continue to keep up his habit of daily watercolor sketching? 
almost definitely, as it's truly a habit now and I honestly can't stop. Yeah, that sounds more like an addiction, but whatever you call it, it will continue. Sketching and writing each day has enriched my life in ways that I can't always put into words. It's a feeling that perhaps is best simply experienced. And after all of these days, I still feel like I'm at the beginning of my journey, just practicing and having fun. So if you haven't yet, what are you waiting for? Tomorrow could be the start of your 1,000-day adventure. Join me, won't you? There's a world of things out there ready to be sketched, and it's far more fun when you draw and paint with friends. Thanks so much for listening to the Sketching Stuff podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and new episodes will be added bi-weekly. Visit me at sketchingstuff.com to share your comments and stories. Thank you.